What is up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle. Tonight, August 17th, we got football on tonight. We have the Cleveland Browns and the Philadelphia Eagles. And then uh, tonight, we're just going to be doing our hangout here for uh, about an hour. We'll go live for about an hour here. Uh, basically, I'm just going to open it up to questions. Whatever you guys need, hit me up. Uh, otherwise, I'll kind of just read some news. We'll go over some rankings and things like that. Uh, and then I'll show you, I'm going to show you guys what I got planned for kind of the rest of the the summer here i do want to pull up i did put a schedule uh, on the fantasyfellowship.com uh, this is gonna be my schedule i think for the regular season uh, basically i'm gonna put up a monday waiver wire video tuesday night we'll do our waiver wire live show get you guys your your waiver wire news that you need wednesday night we're gonna do our start sit live come with your questions on wednesday during the regular season i'll do a mini session thursday night live on thursday and then um I don't know if I'm going to do any Fridays. That, that might be a pop-up live thing. Saturday morning, I'm going to do the player prop show. And then Sunday morning, I'm going to try and do as many as I can. Sunday morning live, 10 a.m. We'll do your questions and your things like that. But uh, either way, thanks for hanging out, guys. we got Harris in the chat. we got Aiden in the chat as well. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, fire away any questions you guys got. This one's just kind of like an open ask me anything. I did start to get all my regular season tabs available here. So uh, I'm going to start firing up the start sit charts for week one. I did put um, I did put the week one spreads up already so uh this one's filtered by team total the chiefs are projected to score the most points the ravens the seahawks the Chargers, and the vikings are your top five scoring offenses for week one uh fantasy defenses though for week one if you guys need fantasy defenses for week one these teams are projected to score the fewest amount of points so commanders baltimore san francisco the saints and the vikings defense are all uh all in there for you guys uh, but let's go ahead and take a peek here at some of these questions. We got a bunch of guys with us. We got Justin hanging out. Good evening to you. Uh, we got, yeah, we got drafts, man. Hopefully, um, I don't have any drafts until Labor Day weekend, so I'm okay for now. But uh, uh, I just want to make sure I get you guys a video out that helps you guys. What is your opinion on P. Ryan as of right now? So, Samaje P. Ryan, let's go look at the Broncos schedule. Now, uh, we're, we're going to see we're going to see Javante Williams this weekend, which I think is nice. I don't expect him to look super, super great. I don't expect him to get the ball a ton either. Uh, but I do think P. Ryan will be the guy early in the season that gets the most touches. Week one, they're going to get Las Vegas, the Commanders, Miami, Chicago. That gets him into October. I think from what I've read about these ACL, MCL injuries is it's going to take these guys – you know, more than a full year since their injury happened. I think Javante's happened in October. I don't expect Javante Williams to be quite feeling himself until after the bye week. So the way that I view Samaj P. Ryan is the first eight games of the year, like Samaj P. Ryan's probably a low-end RB2. Uh, it doesn't really matter what format either because he's going to get the touches. He's going to probably be a, a decent chance at a touchdown every week. And I know he's a really solid pass protector and catcher. So I, I like Samaj P. Ryan. He fits the mold of a low-end RB2 the first eight games. He's probably a guy that you can get on your bench too. So he's a really good stash. And, I mean, what if Javante Williams just isn't himself all year? You also have that, you know, in play as well. But if you want to draft Samaj P. Ryan, 
he's a great candidate for guys like Alvin Kamara. You know, he's going to be gone for three weeks. You could legit start Samaj P. Ryan the first three games against the Raiders, the Commanders, and the Dolphins. Uh, also, Brees Hall is another one that could fit, as well as Javante Williams. If you want to take both backs, uh, I think that's not a bad idea. So I like P. Ryan. I'm not sure about his value, you know, down here towards the fantasy playoffs, but uh, the Chargers' run defense is not great. Houston's defense not great. The Lions' defense not great. Patriots are a tougher one, but I do like the defense of matchups for the Broncos running backs down the stretch. So I do think P Ryan has value. Uh, and that's a really good question there, Harris. I like, I like P Ryan uh, because right now Javante Williams is, is kind of moving up in, in ADP right now. I still think uh, Sean Payton's always been a two back guy going back to like Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara season. So I think P Ryan does have a spot in fantasy football teams this year. What's the news on Jonathan Taylor? Not good. Uh, he left for personal reasons. I don't know if there was any news blurbs today that I saw that changed anything for me. So essentially, if you're drafting this weekend, guys, I, I, I don't think I can recommend taking Jonathan Taylor. Take the running backs around him instead. I, I think I feel better about those guys. And uh, even if Jonathan Taylor you know, shows up week one, you know, if he gets any kind of nick or hamstring pull or something, I think we're just going to be in for a long season with Jonathan Taylor. I know he's in a contract year. He needs that money for next year. I just, I don't have any good feeling on Jonathan Taylor. And I think for where he's being, where he's being drafted right now, I'm, I'm taking the other players ahead of him. I, I think these guys all feel a little bit better, specifically Pollard, Bijan, Chubb, Barkley land on those four. I think you're going to have a better a uh, better, you know, better season if you just grab one of those guys that we feel good about. Uh, Ron, thanks for hanging out. Have a current trade proposal. I need to know which side wins. Olave and Dotson for Amon Ra and Addison. Dynasty full PPR. Oh wow. Um, I think I think it's pretty even. I'm gonna lean with the Olave Dotson side. Um, I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I think he's the best PPR asset there. I really like Jordan Addison as well. Uh, but with Addison, as long as, you know, Justin Jefferson's there and TJ Hawkinson there, that's going to kind of keep Addison as the second or third target on his team. We know Olave is the number one target in New Orleans. And I think that Jahan Dotson could be like the 1B target in the commander's offense. So personally, I think I'm keeping Olave Dotson. I'd be curious what you guys think uh, in the chat room as well. T. Higgins thoughts. Um, I'm actually, I've been a huge T Higgins fan. If you guys, I know some of you guys have been watching my stuff for a while. Last year, I was pretty high on T Higgins. I have him down here at wide receiver 16. I, I like him as a wide receiver too. I don't feel great about him as my wide receiver one, which, uh, in a lot of the best ball leagues that I'm doing, he's being drafted, you know, at the two, three turn, which just seems a little bit too high for me. Uh, I do have Higgins going for almost 80 catches, almost 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. I think he fits in really nicely as your wide receiver, too. Uh, I'm not sure. Let's take a look. I just want to see. I just want to see where ESPN has him in terms of projections. Let's take a look at this. I think if you're drafting this weekend, I just want to see where Higgins' ADP is at. And they got T Higgins here at 23. So right behind DK Metcalf, right next to Devonta Smith. I think I'm taking Olave over T Higgins. I think I'm taking Olave over Devonta and DK Metcalf as well. Um, so he's in this group at the two, three turn and they even have him projected pretty much the same as I do about 80 receptions, almost 
1,100 yards and seven touchdowns. So I view T. Higgins as a solid wide receiver too. I'm not expecting him to finish top 10, top 12. The only way that happens is if Jamar Chase gets hurt. So I, I like Higgins, but he's in that group of really strong wide receiver twos for me. Olave thoughts? Olave is one of my favorite targets this year. Uh, the fact that he, ESPN has him ranked 25, so that puts him in a 12-team league that makes him the first pick of the third round, which personally I like a lot. We saw Chris Olave have a really good rookie season last year with honestly not great quarterback play. Andy Dalton was fine, but Chris uh, Derek Carr at least allows him uh, to have a little bit better deep ball opportunities. Let's see here. Olave was wide receiver 24 last year. He caught 72 passes, 1,042 yards, and just four touchdowns. That's his floor. I, I think he's a really safe wide receiver too. And if we add more receptions, more touchdowns to this, I mean, he only needed 40 more fantasy points to make him the wide receiver 12. So I think he's probably, you know, in between wide receiver 10, wide receiver 12 range this year. Uh, to me, wheels up for Chris Olave. And Saints training camp, man, it's been pretty much in a Chris Olave drumbeat that he has been the best player on offense all summer. So we love Chris Olave. I'm, I'm, I think I have Olave. I have him as wide receiver 12. So I'm taking him over DK over Devonta Higgins and Keenan Allen there. What's up with Jeff Wilson? Um, is he still missing practice? Let me look around here for some news blurbs. I thought he had a questionable tag here. I don't know if anything's going on with him at the moment. So he's, that's from two days ago. Um, my take on Jeff Wilson is he's probably a guy that doesn't need to be drafted unless it's like your last roster spot. He's probably the last or second guy, second to last guy on your bench this year. I'm unsure on the pecking order for the Dolphins backs. I think it's going to be Raheem Mostert as the primary ball carrier. Uh, I do think Jeff Wilson's going to get a lot of work. They also have the rookie that they like, and it sounds like they're going to want to throw him the ball too. Uh, that's Devon A-Chain. Last year, Jeff Wilson, though, he's RB29 in full PPR. Um, he's going to be a frustrating start every week, but I know he's a good running back. And, I mean, he's got some nice numbers here. Um, when he does get double-digit carries, he's probably worth a start. So if you want to just take Jeff Wilson and put him on the end of your bench, Raheem Mostert's always – it always seems like it's something with Raheem Mostert. So if Raheem Mostert gets hurt and this backfield is just Jeff Wilson and Devon A-Chain, we're starting Jeff Wilson pretty much every week in our lineup. So if you are you know, getting to the end of your draft and you only got one or two bench spots left, I'm fine with taking a flyer on Jeff Wilson. He's the cheapest to draft of the Dolphins back. And honestly, like we know he's a really good running back. Like We know he's good. He's involved in the passing game. He's got really nice yards per carry. And when he gets the, when he gets 10 touches, basically you want him in your lineup. So I, I do like the sleeper Jeff Wilson. And that's a great question there, Harris. How do you navigate the Dolphins backfield? Let's go. I just want to see, I just want to see where ESPN's got these guys. So I'm assuming none of them are top 24 running backs. Let's see where the first one pops up. So none of them inside the top 30. None of them in. Okay, so actually, Jeff Wilson's the highest ranked running back for the Dolphins on ESPN. They have him going for about 160 points this year. That's almost nine points per game. They have him running for about 160 carries, 700 yards, and six touchdowns. Let's see where Raheem. Raheem's just a few behind him. They actually have Jeff Wilson beating him in, in carries and yards. And then I'm not sure where A Chain is. Let's see. 
A chain's not even the top 50. So Devon and A chain's actually the easiest one to acquire if you're drafting on ESPN. I think I think it's going to be annoying to own the Dolphins backs, especially at the beginning of the year. There probably is going to be an injury or some clarity at some point. So if you get to the point of your draft, say it's round 12, 13, 14, something like that. And if you see Raheem or Jeff Wilson available, I, I'm fine with collecting one of them and seeing what happens. And basically you just need to be patient with the Dolphins backfield. I think, I think it's going to be pretty annoying for the most part, because what if they do all stay healthy? That's, you know, that's going to make, to me, I think Raheem Mostert is their is the guy that they want to stay healthy. He's the guy they want to give the most touches to. We've seen Raheem Mostert be really electric with not a lot of touches before. So both Raheem and Jeff Wilson got paid this summer too. So I think those two are probably the ones that I'm looking at drafting. Personally, I don't think Devon A-Chain is a, um, is a guy that they're going to want to give the ball a ton to. I, I, he's a smaller back. He's a speedster. He's a guy that they want to get out you know, in space with the ball. So I think A-Chain might be their best receiving back option. But as long as Mostert or Jeff Wilson are healthy, that's going to be their primary ball carrier. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Mostert. I'm leaning towards Jeff Wilson. Uh, but honestly, all three of them have room to be on the bench. Any news on James Cook? I don't think so. James Cook is just uh, – the dude's just humming away right now. He's rising up boards right now. Uh, let's see where James Cook is on ESPN's rankings. So they got him at RB24. They have him going for about 172 carries, about 768 yards, and five touchdowns. And they do have him at 44 receptions, 342 yards, and two receiving touchdowns. So 170, 193 fantasy points he's projected for at a full PPR setting. I think that's going to be about 12 points per game. Um, I'm not sure where he's ranked. I think he's probably ranked in the 60s for them, which is in the middle of the sixth round in a 12-man league, probably the seventh round of a 10-team league. I really like James Cook. He's been a guy that I've been high on all summer. When I've been doing my best ball drafts, I've been, I have been I was drafting him in the eighth round back in May and June, and now he's entering the sixth round. So he's probably the hottest name to hit right now. In a draft, if you're drafting this weekend, I know the Buffalo Bills are playing the Steelers this weekend. And it sure sounds like uh, we're going to see some starters. It sounded like we're going to see maybe a quarter to a quarter and a half of the Bills starters. And then Mike Tomlin did say we're going to see the Steelers for a little bit more. I think we only saw the starters for the Steelers for about one drive. But we're going to see the starters. I think with James Cook this weekend, we're watching for third downs, which I expect to be James Cook. We're watching for short yardage, which might be Latavius Murray. And if they do get the ball in the red zone, I expect it to be James Cook, but as they get closer to the goal line, I'm watching for first and goal situations. If James Cook's in there and it's like first and eight, you know, on the goal line, first and goal on from the eight, and they keep him in there the whole time, that is amazing news because everyone's projecting Latavius Murray or Damian Harris to be the goal line back. But man, if they leave James Cook inside the five, that's going to be all I need to see to move him up even higher. So I, I have him as my RB23, I believe. Uh, I don't want to get too high on him because, I, I, again, I don't see him being like a league-winning pick, you know, a top 10, top 12 running back unless he just gets all the carries. But I do think he's got a valuable role as a running back, too, in our fantasy lineups. And if you can get him as your three, that's where he looks really good. Uh, half PPR, standard league, I'm not as excited about James Cook. Do you really think Gainwell is the RB to own in that backfield over Swift and Penny? I've seen him play, and quite frankly, I'm not impressed. So the thing with Gainwell is he is 
he's fundamentally sound. He's been in that offense for two years where Swift and Penny, it's their first summer with the team. So uh, I think for pass blocking duties, that's where Gainwell shines. We've also seen last year, actually, in the fantasy playoffs, or actually the, the real NFL playoffs, that's where Kenneth Gainwell kind of emerged. He was RB53 last year. He actually had a better rookie season than he did last year because Miles Sanders had a good year. But uh, Gainwell, in the, in the real playoffs, I mean, he had 12 carries against the Giants, 14 against the 49ers. Seven for 21 in the Super Bowl, but he did catch four passes for 20 yards. So the last three games of the season in the real-life playoffs in the Super Bowl, that was where Gainwell outplayed Miles Sanders, realistically. And maybe this is kind of his numbers this season, you know, anywhere from seven to 12 carries, anywhere from two to four receptions. I I think long-term, Gainwell's probably the guy that I want on my team for the whole season because we don't really... The knock on Rashad Penny, he doesn't stay healthy. DeAndre Swift has only played, I think, 13 games in every year of his career as well. So I think by, you know, just operations of last man standing, it's probably going to be Gainwell that maybe by week seven or eight is the guy that you want on your fantasy roster. Week one, I think you're gonna, it's going to be super annoying to own these backs. I think on first and second down, you're going to see Rashad Penny out there. I think in obvious passing situations, you're going to see DeAndre Swift out there. Uh, from what I've read, they really like Kenneth Gainwell in two-minute offense and four-minute offense situations, which is at the end of the end of the first half, end of the uh, end of the second half, you know, end of the game situation. So I think they're compartmentalizing the entire backfield. You also have Boston Scott there to vulture a touchdown every now and then and run some fourth and shorts. So it's going to be frustrating. Um, let's see where DeAndre Swift's being drafted. DeAndre Swift, RB31, uh, which is which is decent price. That's actually kind of close to where I have DeAndre Swift in my numbers. I have Swift at, let's see, I've got Swift at RB37. I have Daniel RB40, and I have Penny RB50. So in theory, none of them are going to be home run hits week one. It's going to take injuries and some other you know things to emerge for these guys. But DeAndre Swift... If you like DeAndre Swift, I'm fine with putting him on my bench and seeing what happens. I don't think you can realistically start him week one. I think that would be a mistake. We need to see what it looks like before we, you know, we can actually trust him in our lineups. But I think there's room for Swift on your bench. He just costs – I'm not taking him over J.K. Dobbins, Dylan, Robinson, Gibson. That's my problem with Swift is I like guys with more clear situations. I mean, I'd rather even have Samaj P. Ryan over DeAndre Swift at this point. Penny's here. That's a little bit better ADP to, to swallow. But again, if he's only playing five or six games, you know, that that gets frustrating. But maybe the Eagles find a way to keep him on the field more. And then Kenneth Gainwell, they did crank him up a lot in their numbers here. He's down here at RB43. Basically, just put him on your bench and, and just be patient with him. I think we're going to get clarity on the Eagles backfield at some point. Uh, it just, again, you got to be patient. But yeah, the Eagles backfield's a tough one because we know there's fantasy points there. We know there's fantasy points. If I look and see, I mean, Miles Sanders last year was RB15, 260 carries, over 1,200 yards, 11 touchdowns, 20 receptions, 78 yards. I, I just think that's going to be split between three and four different backs. I think it's going to be pretty annoying for everybody. What's your opinion on Elliott? My dad thinks he could be a value. I'm not super excited about Zeke. Um, 
In a standard league, maybe, because I think he's going to get the goal line opportunities. Essentially, I'm thinking of Ezekiel Elliott as Damian Harris last year. These are the numbers with Ramondre and Damian Harris, who didn't play a lot of games, but both backs got touches. Damian Harris had 106 carries, and he was banged up throughout the year. Ramondre Stevenson was just kind of their only guy that they had, so they gave him a ton of touches. But uh, Damian Harris, 106 carries, three touchdowns, 17 receptions. Go back the year before, they gave Damian Harris 202 carries. They gave Ramondre 133. So maybe this is the more realistic expectation where you're going to see Zeke get 8 to 10 carries per game. He's got a chance at, you know, five, six, seven touchdowns. Personally, I'm not taking him in anything except a standard league because I expect Ramondre Stevenson to be the pass catcher. But if you play in a touchdown league, which, you know, no receptions for or no points per reception, that's where Zeke can be of use. Um, and again, not too long ago, I mean, these guys ran for 24 rushing touchdowns two years ago. They only ran for 10 last year. So as long as they they get that number up, there is value for Zeke. But there's, there's probably better backs to take. Even if Ramondre Stevenson goes down, I don't know if they're going to feature Ezekiel Elliott. So to me, I think you're praying for six, seven touchdowns, uh, but it's going to be hard to uh, hard to start him and know when he's going to score those touchdowns. Thoughts on Waddle? He going down in my rankings. Um, Waddle's got the little injury right now. I actually think Waddle is going to close the gap between him and Tyreek Hill this year. Tyreek Hill's another year older. Jalen Waddle. We know he's really, really good. Uh, let's see. Tyreek's at wide receiver four, and Mike Clay here is projecting uh, targets to decrease, receptions to decrease, yards to decrease, touchdowns to stay about the same for Tyreek Hill. So if those numbers are coming down for Tyreek, those numbers got to be going up for Jalen Waddle. And Mike Clay does have them going up. He's got them going up in targets, receptions, yards are down, touchdowns about the same. I personally, I think Waddle is a really good pick. They have him ranked as wide receiver 11. I think I'm taking Chris Olave over him, but he does belong in this tier where, you know, you get in the second round and you need a wide receiver too. I think you're looking at this list here. I would probably rank them as Olave, Waddle, Devonta, DK, Higgins, something like that. Either way, I think there's room for these guys all to be on your roster as your wide receiver too. How valuable do you think Josh Downs is in Dynasty? Hard to get a feel for him with Amon Ra or with Anthony Richardson as his QB and they, all these young weapons on the same team. Okay. So I, I would say right now the value is very minimal. You probably got him in the late third, like in the late third or fourth round of your Dynasty draft. Now, what we need is, and, and they went out inside Isaiah McKenzie. I don't know if you watched the, the Colts preseason game here, but Isaiah McKenzie was the team's number three receiver. You know, it goes Pittman, Pierce, and McKenzie. Downs is not a starter at the moment right now, so his value is probably the lowest it's going to be um, for this season. Now, if Michael Pittman Jr. doesn't come back to the team next year, if, you know, someone gets hurt this year, I don't I don't know the contract situation for, um, for Isaiah McKenzie, but if we're looking around, and, and here's the depth chart here. They have Pittman, Pierce, McKenzie, Downs, but after that, like they have a bunch of junk at receivers. So he's the clear number four here. I think Downs is a guy that's going to probably get more work as the season develops. Um, and the thing with Anthony Richardson is a lot of people are going to say he can't throw the ball. 
I'm, I'm willing to believe that he can learn to throw the ball in the NFL and actually be a productive player. So uh, I don't think the outlook's very great for Josh Downs, his rookie year. I'm not drafting him in redraft. He's going to be a waiver wire guy, if anything. But starting 2024, if McKenzie's out of the picture, that's Josh Downs' spot. And McKenzie was heavily involved in the offense last week against, against um, I can't remember who they played. It might have been Buffalo. But I'm excited about Downs, but I think he's a year away from being excited. He might be kind of like on the Sky Moore trajectory where next year we're like, all right, Josh Downs is the starting slot receiver for Anthony Richardson. Uh, do you think Devonta or T. Higgins has the better season this year? Also, how confident are you on the Bengals being able to sign all three? Okay. My projections are saying... Let's see what my numbers say. My projections have Devonta Smith, wide receiver 14, T. Higgins, wide receiver 16. And I think the only difference is, well, one, they're both number twos on their team. A.J. Brown's the alpha. Jamar Chase is the alpha. Um, if A.J. Brown or Jamar Chase go down, we're ranking Devonta or T. Higgins as probably a top five receiver for that game. So both guys have that in their back pocket. Now, last year that did happen for T. Higgins, and he did play pretty well. Uh, but the thing with T. Higgins is he kind of tends to get banged up a lot. He always seems to have some kind of nagging injury. So uh, I docked him a little bit for that. I think I made him miss an extra game. Uh, but the thing for me is Devonta led the team in receptions last year. I, he's a PPR. He's a better PPR player than T. Higgins. So uh, I expect Devonta to get more receptions. Yards and touchdowns could be very similar, but I mean, I, I have almost 10 more receptions for Devonta Smith. So I'm leaning Devonta being the guy. Uh, and then how confident are you in the Bengals being able to sign all three of their top performers? I think they're going to figure it out. Uh, I don't know the exact cap situation, uh, but the way teams are structuring money right now, they're able to move it down and spread it out through a ton of years. And to be honest, it might actually be a blessing that they have to do all three mega contracts at once because, you know, you get those done and then you can fill in the rest of the gaps of the team. Maybe one of them has to take kind of a hometown discount. I don't think they're going to be able to pay T. Higgins top five, top ten money. That's for Jamar Chase. So there's going to be a little give and take there. I expect Joe Burrow to be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history when this deal is done. It's just a matter of. They're keeping Chase. We just don't know about Higgins. I think Higgins is coming back, though. So I'm going to say it's like an 80% chance that they get all three guys back, get the band back together. Um, Trade Evan Ingram and Tua Tagovailoa for DJ Moore and Mac Jones. Dynasty PPR Superflex. Trade Ingram and Tua for DJ and Mac Jones. Um, So I'm not – that's a tough question, Harris, because – if you're the team sending Evan Ingram, I would hope that you have another tight end that you can use. And the other thing, too, is like I, I don't think it's close between Tua and Mac Jones. Like You want Tua as your QB. And because it's super flex, I'm going to lean with Tua being the guy. Uh, I know DJ Moore is a stud. He's, he's a, a really nice wide receiver, too, this year, I think. Um, but with this being super flex... You're, you're going to start to attack by low every week that he's healthy. I don't know if you're going to do that for Mac Jones. So I got to lean with Tua. Um, if you're the guy getting DJ Moore and, and Mac Jones, I would assume you have a really good tight end already. Uh, but I think just the nature is super flex. Like Tua attack by low is a top 10, top 12 quarterback every week. He's healthy. So I think that's probably where you need to stay. Um, yeah, that's probably where you need to stay. 
Um, but uh, anyways, you guys keep your questions coming. I'm going to just kind of set the table for what I got going on this weekend. Um, this weekend's my last weekend to be able to put out videos. I'm busy the next two weekends, so I'm going to have to put out as much as I can. Uh, Saturday, I think maybe tomorrow night and Saturday, I'm putting out my quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end ranking video. So there will be fresh updates to the website if you guys are on the 2023 playbook page. Uh, I do have projections updated right now. Uh, but the plan is to get the rankings updated tomorrow night or Saturday. And then I do plan on getting the projections updated again by next Wednesday. So we do have updates for you guys this weekend for the rankings and next week for the projections. I have Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Um, I, I think I still need more context. Like, I, I don't know which team you have. I'm assuming you're trying to get DJ Moore and Mac Jones. I, I personally wouldn't want Mac Jones in a super flex. I don't see, I see the Patriots drafting a quarterback in probably two years. Um, whereas Tua, we know he's the guy he's, he's the QB two, three that I would rather own. Um, so it's, it's a tough one. I probably need more context there, Harris. Um, you have Mark Mark Andrews, so you're sending away Evan Ingram and Tua to get DJ Moore. Is there another way for you to get DJ Moore without sending Tua? I think that's probably what I would explore next. Um, good news on Kenneth Walker. It looks like he's resumed practicing in full. I want to see where ESPN got him ranked. And do we have a football game starting in a couple minutes? I'm not sure what time it started tonight. I think it might have overlapped, but I'm not quite sure. They have Kenneth Walker down here at RB22, not even 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns. I do think Kenneth Walker is more of a standard half PPR league, uh, and their numbers are low. I think he's a low-end RB2. I feel pretty good about Kenneth Walker. Um, personally, Harris, I'm, I don't see it with, with Will Levis. He, he didn't look very good the other day against the Bears. I if you can trade away Will Levis, I think I'm trying to do so. If someone likes him and wants to babysit him, I, I think that's probably what I would be doing, sending Mr. Levis. Um, I did – where did my link go? Let's take a look here. just wanted to see when that game starts. The game does start any minute here, so we'll kind of keep tabs on that. Um, let me go back to the player news here. Uh, Calvin Austin's one to keep an eye on, guys. He said he prob uh, the athletic report is probably had the most eye-opening camp of any Steelers receiver. He's the number four receiver receiver on the Steelers. The only guy that's in his way for snaps is Allen Robinson. So keep an eye on Calvin Austin. I've been drafting him in the 20th round of my best ball drafts. He might be a waiver wire guy at some point. Just remember to, to, to file that name away. And here's the other one, guys, that I personally – it's music to my ears. I have a ton of George Pickens shares in best ball this year. Uh, the report is he has transformed into a more polished receiver with an expanded route tree, which would be fantastic. We know he's kind of like a, a deep ball, kind of a contested catch guy, but if they got him running more short and intermediate routes, look out. I think the Steelers are one of the going to be one of the biggest surprise offenses this year. Just year two, Kenny Pickett. Year two, George Pickens. You got two good running backs. You got Deontay. Pat Frymuth, there's a lot to like here. So uh, personally, I really like George Pickens. I just want to see where he's being drafted right now. And keep in mind, he was a top 40 wide receiver last year. And let's see where he's being drafted now. 
wide receiver 35, which I, I think he can beat that. He can be a top 30 guy if he catches touchdowns. So uh, Pickens is on the list for sure. Would you do the trade and put Will Levis instead of Tua? Oh, man, dude, if you can trade Will Levis and Evan Ingram and just get DJ Moore back, dude, I think I totally would. Honestly, Harris, like, if you can do – see if the guy wants Ingram, Levis, and then do you have another receiver you can throw back at him? I think that's probably what I would try and do. Keep Tua at all costs. Uh, but if you can get rid of Levis, that's probably what I'm going to do. Um, let's see what else we can find here. I mean, Will Levis is dealing with a lower body injury himself. Uh, backup tight end here for the Rams being a bright spot. I'm I'm so hesitant on, on Kendry Miller. Uh, Harris, I would say go to go to the guy and say, what does it take to get DJ Moore? I have Evan Ingram, Jacoby Myers, and Will Levis. Do you want these three guys? Honestly, I think I would throw – like if, if Ingram and Levis are not of use to you, essentially you're creating more roster space. Go add some players. Um, so I would basically just go ask the guy, what do I need? What do you need to get DJ Moore? Um, but Kendrick Miller, man, he heard his, he heard his knee in the game the other day. He returned to practice today, which was surprising. Um, and he looked good in practice. They have a game this weekend against the chargers. I still am not out on Kendrick Miller. He might be a guy I put on my bench. I still think he might look better than Jamal Williams. Um, in terms of excitement, Miller is exciting. I know Alvin Kamara is the guy I want in the Saints backfield, but uh, I'm still open to taking a stab at Kendry Miller because we know the first three games, Kamara's not there. Kendry Miller gets three games to show what he can do, and who knows, if he hits, you know, we, we might have something there. So I do like Kendry Miller. Uh, here's the Javante Williams news, 10 to 12 snaps, maybe four to five touches. We'll see what he can do. Uh, I'm, in, in a, I'm in Dynasty. Would you not want Gallup? Clips on the same roster. Um, that doesn't bother me because I doubt you're gonna dry, you're not gonna start both guys. Probably, you're, I would assume you have good receivers. Um, so holding on to both is fine. If you can trade, I mean, if you want to trade Gallup instead of Jacoby Myers, maybe that makes a little bit more sense. Uh, I, I would probably try doing that. Uh, interesting note here because I do think there's value in the Cowboys. The Cowboys RB two spot, Malik Davis potentially being cut off this team would be. Uh, new, it wouldn't be a surprise to me. We're going to see CJ Stroud this weekend. Let's see what else. Uh, the Joe Mixon news was weird. He was found not guilty of aggravated menacing charges. I don't know if the NFL is going to discipline him. He has you know, had multiple incidents involving women before, so we'll see. Uh, I think for now I still value Joe Mixon as a solid running back too. Uh, here's the Josh Allen playing about a quarter and a half blurb here. Uh, and then Amon Ross St. Brown is, is expected to miss a few days of practice with an ankle injury. Same thing happened to Garrett Wilson a week or so ago. I'm not nervous about this. If you can get Amon Ross a discount, I think I'm totally cool with that. Uh, I do want to take a peek here and see if this game has started. It's starting on NFL Network. And yeah, keep firing your 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 questions away, guys. Um, I, I mentioned I'm gonna I'm gonna be updating all my rankings on my website right now. We're looking at my projections right now. Uh, I think my QB my QB projections, I got Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes. Uh, I do think Lamar Jackson is pretty close behind, but so is Justin Herbert. So is Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence. I think 
I think this group here, Lamar, Herbert, and Burrow, is probably my favorite pocket to draft from. Lawrence and Fields are both really close as well. I think if you go to your draft day and leave with one of the quarterbacks I have highlighted, you're probably feeling pretty good. Uh, otherwise, again, I like waiting for Geno, Jones, Richardson, Dak, Tua, Cousins, Goff. That's a great tier to take two from. So if you're drafting this weekend, you kind of got two options. If you can, you know, grab Lamar, Herbert, Burrow, Fields, if you can land it, do so. Uh, but otherwise, I have no problem waiting for two of these guys and taking two stabs at the position. Um, my running back numbers, I have Jameer Gibbs too high. He needs to be lowered. Uh, I, I kind of want to get him down behind Aaron Jones. So I'm, I'm probably going to do that. Uh, but I, I've been saying the last week or so, you want one of the top six running backs. If you get op, if you get the availability of these guys in the first or second round, please take one of them. Uh, because everything after that has question marks. I don't have question marks on the top six guys here. Uh, I do think if you're drafting this weekend, don't be shy to take Josh Jacobs. He's he's at the cheapest he's going to be for drafts. If you draft Josh Jacobs, just draft another player that you think could replace him. You know, if you draft draft Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones, get Samaje Pirine, get David Montgomery, get someone that you know you can start just in case Josh Jacobs doesn't show up week one. I, I do think you can find a way to make it work with Jacobs. Cause we know that when he plays, he's really freaking good. So I, I wouldn't be too scared to draft Josh Jacobs this weekend. I'm completely out on Jonathan Taylor because I know he's got injuries in the trade and it just, it seems like a bad situation in general, but I do think I'm interested in Josh Jacobs. Um, I, I'm interested in Aaron Jones, Damian Pierce, ETN, Ramondre still I'm nervous about James Connor, JK Dobbins. I'm fine with Najee Harris. I do like Montgomery. I'm coming around to Brees Hall, guys. Like, he looked good today in the camp highlights. He looks fresh. I want to see him in a preseason game yet, so we'll see there. James Cook, Ken Walker. I, I'm pretty low on Madison, uh, but I do think – I really like this group of running backs from about 25 to 30, starting with Gainwell, McKinnon, Warren, Swift, Cook, Mostert, Pirine, Dillon, Robinson, Herbert, Pacheco, Javante, Gibson, Kamara, Rashad White, and Alexander Madison. There's a lot to like in this group. If you wanted to do a zero running back build, I think you could pull it off with like three or four of these guys. I think you could pull it off. And then my favorite late sleepers here include Tajay Spears, Jeff Wilson, Jamal, Bigsby, A-Chain, Algier, Charbonnet, maybe Rashad Penny. The ultimate sleeper to put on your fantasy teams at the end of the draft, maybe Roshan Johnson, maybe Kendra Miller. Those rookies that we don't really quite know what to expect yet, I think that's probably where you want to be. Uh, I'm all for drafting running backs early. It looks like we're finally starting to get some plays here uh, in the Cleveland Eagles game. So I'm probably going to get out of here in a little bit, bit guys. We've, we've gone a good 40 minutes almost here. Uh, we don't have too many questions rolling in. So if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to probably put out a quarterback rankings video tomorrow night. I'm going to be cranking out running backs, receivers, and tight ends. I might do a pop-up live stream this weekend as well. So uh, come hang out for that. If you guys can find it otherwise, you know, leave a comment. Let me know if you guys have any questions on your drafts this weekend. I'd love to help. Um, would you trade Will Levis for Dynasty? I, I don't see it with Will Levis. I think if I have Will Levis, I'm, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get, especially in a super flex, I'm trying to get a second or third round pick back at least for Will Levis. Uh, I, is that McBride or Dwayne McBride? 
Uh, I, I still like Trey McBride. I'm unsure on. I'm I'm really unsure on if Zach Ertz is going to be ready to play Week One. So I think we need that clarity. Um, if you want to draft Trey McBride, I would say just draft Jake Ferguson or Luke Musgrave instead. Uh, we're probably going to leave the the Cardinals tight ends on the waiver wire. Uh, but again. Um, tight end for Dynasty trade Will Levis. If you can get Trey McBride for Will Levis, I'm cool with that. I think 2024, McBride's the starter. I don't think Zach Ertz is going to be with the team. So if you're patient enough, I think McBride for Will Levis, I think I'm I'm into that. I, again, I don't really see it with Will Levis. I think the Titans are probably going to be drafting a QB in a year or two or maybe trading for one. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Trey McBride's probably a starting tight end this year at some point and then next year he's going to have a lot of value going into the 2024 season so uh but anyways that's it for me guys enjoy the rest of your evening thank you for hanging out uh, again i'm going to have those video those ranking videos out for you guys this weekend i might even do a pop-up live stream or two so good luck with your drafts enjoy all the preseason action we'll see you guys in a future video peace mm -hmm.